Welcome back, everybody. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is brought to you by GolfGuide.net. Save 20 to 70% on your greens fees at golf courses in California, Nevada, and Oregon by visiting GolfGuide.net, going to the store, and picking out where you want to play some golf. And when you do, enter the promo code GGPODCAST at checkout and save 10% on all purchases of $50 or more. Remember, that's GolfGuide.net. And pick up a golf guide magazine at a golf course near you. Uh, on today's podcast, uh, I was lucky enough to sit down and have a conversation with a gentleman who uh, spends his days on the maintenance staff at one of the most pristine and infamous golf courses in the entire world. And uh, I wanted to thank uh, Mike for his time and also thank Mark for introducing the two of us and allowing us to have uh, what I thought was a really fun, off, you know, sometimes funny, sometimes inappropriate, but overall informative conversation uh, where we learn just kind of what goes into taking care of a really top-notch golf course. So uh, great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, would love some feedback on social media at GolfGuideNet on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, here we go, guys. Enjoy. You know, you, you got to stay true to who you are, and, and uh, there's a fog curtain between uh, <laughs> Salinas and over in that uh, that ritzy area they call Monterey and Pebble Beach. Pebble and, Beach. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I only fit in over there when I want to, and, and uh, for my beer selection, I would say that I do not fit in. What was it? The uh, pro shop. The pro shop. Uh, it was one of the the Davises that was in there. Yeah. Al Davis's son was in there, and the he was owner, uh, right? rummaging around the the different shirts and and uh, and and things in the. Mr. Mark Davis. Mr. Mark Davis was owner in there. owner of the soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> and some oh. of the some of oh, the yes. guys working the pro shop were asking him so are you going to move the team to vegas you're going to keep it in oakland and uh you know he was looking around a little bit seeing was around and he uh keep in mind this is several months ago lo- long before this you know now october made public yes yeah, so this is this is october 2016 and he's and, and what is he saying this about the pri- las vegas this is, move? this is privileged information i mean of course you have your, of course you have your, there's your a reason we didn't release this podcast until now it's because we you know we were on there could have been a lot of defamation suits thrown our way had we released any of this information beforehand. So I'm sorry. Continue. Pre- pre- precisely. So, uh, so privileged that, information. So with that, uh, you know, he's looking around, and and uh, you know, of course, he's a billionaire, and I'm a beer drinker. So yeah, right. Okay. Uh, you know, our lives are slightly slightly different. Uh, so Mark Davis that, flies exclusively on Southwest Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> no Alaska there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you can get a lot of miles for signing up and that's right. canceling them cards 11 months later. But, that's right. Uh, that being said, that's called credit card churning. <laughs> so uh, so with that, uh, showed up a little later. Then, uh, you know, I had to get escorted out a little bit. So, you know, a little, little too early. We can't have a guy like you hanging around. Looks like you got a 12-pack stuffed in that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that golf bag there. Um, well, say so. The reason we're talking uh, Cypress Point today is because we are privileged enough to be joined by two lovely Monterey residents on uh, this episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Uh, my good buddy from Chico, Mr. Mark, and then uh, actually our other buddy Mike, who is a uh, part of the maintenance crew at uh, wait, what was that that golf course on? Anyway, it's not, not again the one that you played just recently, the private course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, one. Sa- Sa- Saigon, Sai. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Something like that. Pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty close. Somewhere, pretty somewhere close. in the top ten. I, yeah. I, I just thought it would be really, really cool to be able to uh, share and, you know, pick the brain of somebody who is, a, is actually firmly a part of making one of the most prolific and most infamous golf courses in the world. A lot That's of work it. goes into keeping golf courses looking good and playing well, and so I just thought it was a really cool opportunity to be able to uh, sit down with you, drink some beers with you, and kind of pick your brain a little bit. So I, I do thank you very much for being with us. No, anyway. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invitation. So yeah, It's I, good to be here. So I'm sure people right now are listening. They're probably thinking, he doesn't sound like he's from Salinas. No. What? what, uh, what no, I'm not. I'm, I'm from the land down under. From the land down under, huh? <laughs> so, uh, Put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> You had to fucking make that joke, didn't you? That, it was so obvious that like nobody wanted to make it because it was too obvious. And then you just said, "It's New Zealand, buddy. It's it not Australia." Too, it's it was a just, fantastic. It, it was movie just too perfect to just jump in and just just throw it in there. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie, and I got a little red on my neck. I'm from Salinas. Come on. Oh, you're from Salinas. Help him. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, all right, well, gentlemen, glad you guys are here. Let's. Uh, I'm just. Gonna, I, I got a whole list of questions that I wanted to get to. Far I, away. I don't even know if we're going to get to them all, but they're just kind of. Doesn't matter. It's all good for me. Again, when I'm starting to drink beers and I got a little bit of this fine Mary Jane here on my side, you know, sometimes <laughs> I start to get a little distracted. So it's nice for me to have, you know, a little bit of a template to work off of. There you go. Just in case. So, um, you you getting refills? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take another OG. Yeah, I'll grab one. Yeah, grab grab this guy a Pliny. Yeah, Pliny. So. <laughs> Today on this podcast, we're drinking Pliny and, Pliny, and Coors Originals. I mean, you got to, you know. You know, you, you got to get both ends of the spectrum. So, Mike, so we, we actually, uh, we, we just got a chance to actually really meet each other, you know, with a phone call for the first time a couple of days ago. And you were telling me about your background in terms of the, the different places that you were able to kind of work before you ended up at CPC. And it is just like a really cool. So do you mind sharing with people kind of your story of how, like, first of all, like, how did you decide to get into, like, golf maintenance, like, educationally like when you made the choice to actually do it like how how did you actually come to get into like golf course maintenance and like you know superintendent duties well yeah it's a good question um i obviously played a lot of golf when i grew up and i just really loved the game and just wanted to get better at the game and you know and i th i even thought about having a career in the game and um that sort of uh fell away on the wayside i suppose you could say i just um i ended up ended up being a maintenance guy greenkeeper and Sort of followed that passion of mine, you know, looking after the grass. And um, I, I lived next to a golf club back home. Like, I was about a mile away from a golf club. And I used to spend all my days down there, like, playing golf or helping the greenkeeper out. And mm -hmm. I sort of just got a passion that way. And um, So were you kind of just taught by, like, whatever the dudes? Or did you actually have, like, a formal education, like, uh, Yeah, I did a like degree back home. Yeah, okay. in New Zealand, yeah, a four-year degree. And, okay. Um, what, I, what is uh, the degree technically? Like, what, what is your, like... Uh, you know, a degree in sports turf management. Sports turf management. This is a degree. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, that's so, bad are most of the guys who are getting degrees in sports turf management going into like golf course maintenance, or are they going into like maintain like sp you know stadium sports fields for like yeah, absolutely. Rugby? But that that covers the whole the whole the whole spectrum. Hold on, yeah, you can go into sports turf. You can go into like golf courses. You can go and work on a what uh, baseball what field, whatever. What percentage of the dudes in like your program or in general do you think are taking that degree and using it for golf as opposed to like the At other stuff? At least ninety percent. Yeah. Okay, so like the, the yeah. Strong majority of them are going exactly. Into like turf, yeah, uh, golf, all the guys management. were like me. You know, they play golf and they had a passion for golf. But then they thought, I mean, I'm as well, I like golf. I'll work outside, work on the golf course, and I can get privilege if it's for playing. You know, like sure, it's it's, it's all part of the perks, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. So man. Um, that's that was a good deal, and um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's awesome. So before you ended up on uh, Mackenzie's Monterey Masterpiece, you, you've had the opportunity to work at a couple of pretty decent golf courses. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I guess decent is a, is a, a decent way to categorize them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, do you mind sharing what? Uh, what uh, yeah, what, no, sure. I got well, Just in terms of like, you know, some experiences or like places that you've been, you know, things that you learned from different spots that you were at that kind of helped you get to where yeah, you are I've today. To be honest, yeah, I've just traveled the world in this industry. I was, I'm being fortunate enough to, I was in St. Andrews in Scotland for a year and worked on a g- beautiful golf course out there, the Dukes course, which is, I spoke to you earlier, it yeah. sort of overlooks St. Andrews and it's like up on the hills, just an unbelievable course. And I was in London for a year working on another course down there, and I came back home to New Zealand, and then I ventured out here to the States and did a program through Ohio State, and they positioned me on some of the best courses in the world. I went to Pine Valley at first for six months. I heard that place is okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that where the U.S. Open was? Was it last year? Or Jesus year Christ, why the fuck did we give you a microphone? <laughs> now, what, what, the hell, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> God damn no, it, Mark. No, Mark, it's not on that <sighs> And then, yeah, I went down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. You so good, Pine Valley. <laughs> no. Mark, but I, I want to humor it you. Is, it is New Jersey. It, it is technically New Jersey. I think you... You might be thinking of a course. It hasn't. It to, hasn't had a U.S. To, to be fair, I think he was thinking of a course that was very close by in Philadelphia by the name of Marion. Marion, exactly. Now, now, how how far away is Marion? It's not from far. Pine it's Valley? about thirty minutes. Yeah. Is it really that close? Yeah, not so, even that. has there been a U.S. Open at Pine Valley? Yes or no? Negatory. It's too, ex- yeah, it's it's too <laughs> exclusive for that. <laughs> they they won't allow it, yeah. So I guess another question up is that if you're working at the people that work at Pine Valley, is there like a relationship obviously i think like superintendents kind of know other superintendents in the yeah. area like it's a pretty cl- it's almost it's like a fraternity of sorts exactly one a, one very similar very to the one that mark industry. wasn't able to get into three semesters in a row up at chico <laughs> state so i mean w- when you guys are working at pine valley um are you guys talking and, and, and sharing ideas with people like courses like marion and exchange you know talking about what's going on at each other's clubs yeah. i mean obviously it'd be cool to go play but really are you just like in communication with other super yeah absolutely yeah it's a tight industry you know you're like every all the supers keep in touch and like they're trying out different products and you're getting ideas from other superintendents all that sort of thing you know so you obviously get a close relationship with those guys and and then yeah if you want to go play their courses i mean they're, they're a phone call away as long as so you're that's willing a perk of the job as yeah. long as you're willing to to ask which some guys are yeah you know are okay with doing some guys prefer not to yeah i don't know where you sit on that but it, you know it's well yeah i know if you ask you sort of have, it's feel like you have to give the favor back so yeah i sort of shy away from that a little bit i guess because yeah. i mean i don't want people bothering me all the time but which is and i don't want to bother them so it's yeah it's okay well that's another thing is that uh, i mean i'll just jump right ahead I, something that you mentioned to be on the phone which i thought was kind of funny but sadly didn't surprise me a lot and that is uh if you have like you know social media if someone were to find out where you work i mean do you not just get hammered by fucking strangers <laughs> Absolutely, asking for yeah. favors to, to get onto your golf course you're like Dude. all the time yeah if i put up an instagram pic or something like that you know you'll get a, a message like you'll get a ton of messages like saying oh you work at cypress point you can get me out there and i'll have these guys saying oh i'm gonna be in monterey in this month of the year can you get me on blah 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 all that sort of thing you know and it's just like and do you just be like First of all, yeah, I don't know you. Exactly. Second of all, you've said nothing about bringing a single box of Coors Banquet beers out <laughs> yeah. of the golf course. No, it's plenty. Plenty of the elder. Plenty. Essential. <laughs> essential. Yeah. Absolutely essential. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, damn I straight, boy. I'm assuming you're not the only person that has to deal with. It. I'm sure if any superintendent or any basically any employee at any high profile, you know, yeah. private course anywhere in the world is going to deal with something. Like that. Is that something that almost deters you from even using social media at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know what's what's the my, most brutal. My boss, he's not even on social media, but obviously he's connected with the right. industry, and he has supers asking him all the time if he can they can come out and play and. He gets them out, but I mean, it's it can be a headache for him, you know, because he has to go up to the pro shop and organize the tee times and do all this and make it work out for everyone. And right, yeah, it's it gets wears a bit thin after a while. There's probably other than Augusta, it's probably the most requested reciprocal golf course in the world, or at least in the country. Or Pine Valley, yeah, one, yeah, I mean one of the two, yeah, yeah, you would think so. It's Pine yeah, Valley it's didn't. There wasn't even a U.S. Open there. I know, I know. There was no. I mean, they've probably hosted. There was a Walker Cup. Yeah, a couple times. What the fuck? They did. They did host a Walker Cup. What are your thoughts on the Walker Cup, Mark? He doesn't even even know (laughs) what it is. (laughs) 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 Colin Montgomery played in it. (laughs) Out of the Walker River up in the Sierra Nevada, it's a good good fishing river. Uh, But no, that's interesting how you spoke about that because yeah, I know people even like write in and send letters, you know, and. Mm Requesting or asking to play, and then they'll send a letter back and say, "Sorry, <laughs> you haven't been well, accepted." <laughs> I, I have to admit, like I, I'm impressed they even send letters back. I, I mean, you, like I said, and if it really is like a hundred a day, which I would expect is on the low side. Yeah. I mean, it's like, dude, you'd have to be someone's full time job to just respond and say no to everybody all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. It just, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty out of hand. However, uh, for everybody out there, I actually had the privilege of uh, walking around the grounds of uh, Cypress State. I got to say. You're all fucking missing out. I mean, it, it, it is it is <laughs> magic. Way to rub it, it in, buddy. It is pretty good out there. I, I gotta say, it, it is a pretty nice, uh, nice piece of property. You need a, uh, a lighter? You got you got oh, an opener I'll, there? I'll crack this guy. Okay, perfect. As long as you uh, as long as you got that under control. All right, we're, we're we're open. All right, the bottle of Pliny has been successfully opened, so yeah. the the podcast can Can't continue. continue. <laughs> thank thank goodness. Desperate time, desperate yeah, measures. Ab- absolutely. No, no. I mean, hey, priorities here on the podcast. Beer first. Beer first, talk second. I mean, that, that's how go. it's always gone. Right. Mark, how are you Cheers. doing over there? You thinking about the Walker Cup? Making a banquet. Uh, no, I'm thinking about the Walker River. <laughs> oh. Got some nice rainbow trouts over there. That's uh, right. Over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, it's <laughs> Papa John. How many pounds? Brother Charlie. What was your biggest? Uh, you know, the, the the biggest one that I've caught over the last uh, year or so is uh, four pounds, 21 inches. Nice, nice rainbow. Wow. I would call it a pan fry, but you couldn't fit it in a pan. So. So isn't the rule like uh, the same thing as like number of women you slept with where you just like divide it by five? <laughs> so really you've got like a three, you've got like a 12 ounce like fucking trout. And it, you know, on Instagram, you really can't. Fuck with the size. So, you know, when you hold that thing up in front of you and it covers, you know, half your chest, then you know, okay, it's got to be 21 oh, okay. inches. Okay, 21 cool. Inches, so. Cool. Okay. I, I got you. All right. Well, hey, back to uh, to grilling you. No or I should say, but, you know, no, it's not so much grilling. It. So, obviously, you, you are, uh, you've put yourself in a position to work at one of the premier, you know, private clubs in the entire world. What, what's, what's your favorite part about the job? Like, when you go to work every day, is, is there one thing or one or two things that stand out as, like, man, this is just so fucking cool. Like, I just can't believe – this is just so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I do drive to work with a smile on my face every day. But yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, all the guys I work with, they're great. I mean, uh, I get along with all the guys, and my boss, he's exceptional. And I just – yeah, I love the I love the property. I love the facility. I love everything about it. It's just – obviously, it's beautiful. You were out there today, and – I have, to, I have to pinch myself when I'm out there, you know? It's For just, sure, man. It's surreal. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy that it seems like no matter what like industry you work in, um, the people that you work with, 
usually end up being like the most critical component is whether or not your job yeah, is fun or not. Yeah, and uh, to be able, because I mean, I'm not breaking any news here. People who work in the golf industry, you're going to encounter all kinds of characters. I mean, when I was when I was a caddy, 80 percent of the dudes that worked in the caddy shack with me were fucking degenerates, yeah. just awful, <laughs> terrible humans that I would never want to bring around my but family. They're characters, you know. Never they're wanna, characters. I would never want to. Uh, they're awesome characters who provided me with. A and that's what it's all about. A yeah. never-ending amount of hilarious stories. Yeah. I mean, the very first day I showed up at the Caddy Shack, they took one look at me. And keep in mind, I'm like 17 years old. I probably weigh like a buck 28. You know, I'm like <laughs> you're five, still you're still I'm about like, a buck 28. Like five foot. I'm like five foot seven, five foot eight. Nothing's changed. And a fucking dude looks me square in the eye. You are right. No, no, well, you're not. Uh, you're not far off. <laughs> but anyway, he looks me square. He's in the going goes, to the gym now. It's uh, we're, we're talking early January. He's got a New Year's resolution. He's been going to the gym four times a week. That's right. He says he doesn't like the weight area. Yeah, absolutely not. But squat uh, cage. I show up first time. They, this guy looks me right and he goes, "Hey, you're new." I was like, "Yeah." Well, he's like, well, "What's your uh?" What's your name, man? I was like, I'm um, Kyle. I was like, what's your last name? I was like, oh, Serlo. He goes, Serlo. That'll work. I don't know any of the Serlo, so I'm going to call you Serlo from now on. I was like, okay, that's cool, man. He goes, hey, I got a question for you, Serlo. And I was like, what's up, dude? He goes, how many times a day do you toss a salad? <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. First thing. Straight up. First first dude that I get on my first day at work oh, immediately pretty. already thinks that I'm just fucking chumming buttholes. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is that, that's cool. And honestly, See, that's what you get, man. Dude, the 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 the, the conversations <laughs> never really evolved after that. It was pretty much the basis of most of the conversations. Yeah, that's hilarious. I had so I mean, golf attracts a very wide spectrum of dudes, and the fact that you're able to especially find, in all categories, you know, yeah, from man. caddies to ground totally. screw to pros, whatever, you know, totally, man. And so the fact that you found a, not only a really great property, but the property is filled with really good people. Yeah, that's that that's that's pretty special. I, I don't know how rare it is, but that that's. That's pretty awesome, man. It is. Mike, give us the uh, the most interesting character on your staff. Obviously, not not mentioning names. Give us, you know, the the one that really sticks <laughs> out as somebody who's very different. Maybe just a, a short story about that. You know, the the gentleman that came individual. and had a conversation with us on the 18th green today was pretty was pretty <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, we have a few of those guys out there. That guy was that guy was fantastic. <laughs> 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 he was trying to chase us off the course. He didn't <laughs> even know who the hell I was. But uh. Yeah, no, there's some interesting characters out there. I couldn't pick one out of the hat, but yeah, I have a lot of fun <laughs> with them. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. that, that is fantastic. So, if, uh, obviously, you got a lot of favorite things about your job. What, at least when when every day that you're at work, what aspect of your job or what single task at your job do you think occupies or consumes the greatest majority of your day at work? Like, what what is the one thing that usually you end up spending most of your time on when you're out taking care of a golf course. It would be, yeah, now that I've moved up a role, it would be delegating, really, and just making sure every guy's doing the right thing and just, yeah, keeping an eye on the guys and interesting. So making when sure they know what they're doing. So when you're delegating, um, like, tasks out for the maintenance staff to take care of the golf course, is it kind of where one guy is sort of in charge of, all right, you you mow like you you're you're a mower. All yeah. you do is mow grass. You all you tend to this, or is it kind of like everybody kind of chips in and does different things around the property? I'm, I'm sure it yeah. varies from you it, know. It rotates so it rotates like month to month. So this month we have like certain guys doing mowing greens, right? Mm -hmm. And then next month it will change. It will rotate. So um, yeah, that's that's sort of how it works. So this month we have certain guys raking bunkers or doing other sort of jobs like construction work or that yeah. okay 
Is that something that you've like for all the properties that you've worked at that's kind of consistent throughout all of them where all the guys sort of no, rotate or is that kind of property to property? It's Everybody property does a little to different. Property, yeah, we've got it sort of dialed in here at Cyprus. But yeah, other courses I've worked at, I mean, it's just a free for all. You could be doing one thing one day and the next day you're doing something completely different, you know? So, huh. yeah, it's, it's kind of funky like that. Yeah. Is that a management philosophy that comes down from the super or is that something from the club level that uh, they make a decision on how they want to rotate around the guys and their No, it's, it's great, all, great it's question, by the way. Great, great, great question, Mark. Great well, fucking question, Mark. Way to contribute. Oh. Um, <laughs> I yeah, knew no, we gave you a microphone for some <laughs> yeah. reason. This is great. As a member of a lower level club within a 30 mile uh, vicinity, I, I figured no, I needed to add in somehow. Yeah. That's a great question. No, it's all obviously down to the super. Yeah, he has an idea and he has these theories and he wants to put it out that way you know and it, it makes it try to make it fair it's like fair on all the guys which is like my boss's biggest theory you know like make it fair for everyone and sure yeah and he likes to rotate the jobs you know and everyone can um sort of get a taste of everything you know he sounds like a really kick-ass boss which he is, is probably the reason he, why he's been there for so long i, mean, I know I got you, chance, you spoke to him i got a chance to meet him yeah well, yeah wonderful guy, exceptional so. guy yeah very humble very very like approaching you can Talk to him about anything. And totally. And you would think, like, with such a superior club, you know, you think you might be a head honcho, but he's actually a really Very nice down guy. to earth. Very, mm -hmm. very cool. I mean, that, uh, got a lot of time. How long has he been at Cyprus? 93, I believe he started. So, yeah. But, I mean, Cyprus is a deal. Like, once you get in, you, you never leave. With um, um, Mechanic, he's been there since 78. Which I mean, it's it's like <laughs> a point I, that I, I can't even do math that high. <laughs> yeah, well, like we were walking, around the, we were walking around the property. Day, it's like the same thing. I, I think I probably said it like five times. You're probably like, dude, shut up. And I was like, where do you move up? Like, yeah. you know, if you're trying to advance your career and move up, like when you're at Cyprus, where where's there to move up yeah. to? I mean, I guess you well, can go to Augusta or you go to yeah. Pine Valley, but it's like you're you're on the well, same if level. If you're an assistant, you're obviously looking for a super sure. job. And you, okay. Yeah, it's 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 a good question. Um, like if you obviously want to move up the chain. And you, you might have to go somewhere else to get your foot in the door and then maybe come back and just get more experience that way, you know? You don't want to be sitting around there for 20 years before you get a promotion, you know? Mm -hmm. it's a, yeah, that's a good question. But it's it's kind of like, I mean, if you're happy doing what you're doing, why would you move, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no. And that's why, like, a lot of the guys have been there for so long. They just... they're. They appreciate what they do, and they they're happy to stay stick yeah. it out. No, for sure, man. Well, it's it. I was just so curious because when most people, I mean myself included, I mean I play a pretty good amount of golf. I mean, if I'd pr I'd say I'm probably out playing golf ninety to one hundred and ten days a year. There you go. Um, but even someone like me, when they think of a superintendent or an assistant superintendent, they think of somebody out on the mower cutting grass. I mean, that's what superintendents are out there. They're taking care of the golf course and for some reason taking care of the golf course in a lot of our minds means he's out there cutting the grass yeah how much of your time before but especially now as like an actual like assistant superintendent is spent on the mower <laughs> i don't spend any time on the mower <laughs> <laughs> not at all i actually miss it to be honest well, like because it's probably pretty peaceful out there isn't it it is it's yeah well to be honest i do i i enjoy getting on a mower and like being productive and being busy and keep going you know but now that I've moved up, I've, I've sort of got a different role, and I sort of have to delegate, like I said, sure. and just make sure the guys are doing what they're doing, doing the the right thing. And of all, of all like the guys who like you know on the maintenance staff who are not like a supers or assistant supers, is mowing kind of like the one job that everybody wants, <laughs> yeah. or is that like kind of you know, I mean in terms of all the different tasks that they could be doing on that particular day, is mowing kind of like the one that everybody sort of it it, it is locked yes. to because. You, 
Well, I mean, it, not that it's not easy. I've never mowed a golf no. course, but well, it is. But then it does with then after a while. So that's why we do rotate, you know, so right. guys don't get over it and it's, you know, and they just get they freshen up their mind a bit, you know. Sure, sure. Mm. I got Papa Lawton, uh, you know, yawning over here on me. I right know now. what's do going you, on. Do you, you want to talk? You want to talk a little you bit? You know, you're not saying anything, dude. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, well, Walter, Walter. Are we uh, are we boring? I'm just trying to be serious over here. This guy. I could have sworn that there was. The U.S. Open at Pine Valley. But, uh, <laughs> we can we can Google it if you like, but I'm pretty sure there hasn't been. No, uh, I, so so one of the questions that I have for for Mike is so out of the the different staff throughout Cyprus, who would you say plays the most golf in general, and then two also at Cyprus as far as uh, you know on a daily basis. We don't want any names, just in terms of like you know, yeah, positions, you mean, ranks, oh, yeah, like, things like that. So you know, the, the supers, he's still playing golf. No, like no, multiple no, times no. a week. Is he no. too busy? Is he play like maybe once a month? Does the head pro ever go out and play with members? Like I'm assuming, like obviously it has a head pro, and a lot of head pros do a lot of instruction. But with Cyprus having so much of its membership dispersed throughout the world, exactly, I would imagine the the head pro's duties at a club like Cyprus are vastly different than you would find pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the McKinsey. Um, design you know that they have the mckenzie cup and all those sort of right, deals. Right. they play all the mckenzie courses throughout the world and the pro actually goes with the members and plays in those right. events so they actually just got back from australia just recently they played all the courses out there they played rural melbourne kingston heath they played all those ones like in, on mornington peninsula man i feel for that guy that fucking yeah sucks. i mean it does <laughs> it goes out there for 10 days plays <laughs> 10 rounds and <laughs> just yeah <laughs> lives the dream <laughs> wow that's not so bad so it's not so bad yeah not so, so bad so Reverting back to uh, some, a little bit of superintendent talk. Not that Mark's question wasn't phenomenal because it was absolutely yeah great contributor, absolutely again, wonderful, absolutely. wonderful you know little tidbit to the to the podcast. Um, I, I asked you this question again earlier, and I, I'm probably just repeating myself. You guys don't actually have, comparatively speaking, to like other you know high profile clubs, a lot of equipment that you guys use, um, and a lot of golfers may not be totally familiar with all the different pieces of equipment that are used in order to keep a golf course you know, looking good. Of all the things that you guys use, is there one or two, like, you know, machines or pieces of equipment that you think are more vital than others in terms of, like, the most important piece of equipment a superintendent and his staff will use every single day? I mean, yeah. obviously, the mower, the mowers, the, the obviously, obvious, yeah, the, obvious the, the greens mowers are obviously the obvious one, yeah, because yeah. you obviously want to cut your greens, so everyone's putting on them, and they're do, really Do most nice. courses have just one? Or is it usually like a kind of a crew? or? Yeah, we have a crew. We have five guys at Mow Greens. Okay, and does that mean you also have five different Greens mowers? Five different Greens mowers, yes. Okay. But they're, they're all set, obviously, at the same height and right. all the same speed sort of thing. So. You don't just ever feel like just throwing a curveball at the members one day <laughs> and, ju and, and just for having yeah. you know, five different Green speeds, you know, <laughs> yeah. to like three different Greens. Different heights. Three Greens are at a 10, three Greens at a 9, three yeah, Greens that, at a 12. That would be, yeah, that would be nice, um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about keeping a consistency, you know, and everything the same. But um, that would be, yeah, that'd be something different. Um, those are some of the coolest machines. The 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 greens mowers. You see those guys? They're literally going sideways and they're hauling ass. Yeah. Well, what and I always want to know is how's the roller? You thinking about when they si when they sit on the roller? Oh, uh, is that the roller? Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like something off Star Wars. Yeah, those yeah. those are awesome. I, yeah. I was like, gosh, where fly. do I turn in my resume for that? But yeah, they wouldn't, so the, uh, they wouldn't yeah. let me at the local muni track. That's got you yeah, know. You probably uh, kill yourself. You probably put it in a bunker. Mountain range in the middle of the the uh, the green. 
Trust me, I've seen guys put those in bunkers. Yeah, they're they're quite cryptic to use. But uh, um, did they drug test them right away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to. Yeah. You need to, man. You yeah, you'd fail on that one, right? Oh yeah, every <laughs> time, every time. Well, you know, at least when I come back uh, for my trips, you know, whether it's international, national, or whether I'm with my boss, or oh, just coming jet over from You jet setter, you. I, I, uh, he is a jet setter. <laughs> I do tell my boss, who technically could drug test me every time. I always tell him all the drugs I did, and if I, you know, paid for things I wasn't supposed to, I, I always. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> getting back to that, no, that's an inter- interesting question about most important equipment. But yeah, obviously, greens mowers and rollers. Greens mowers, ro- so rollers is what? Rollers is another one because we sort of mow greens one day and then roll the next. So mm. it just keeps them nice and smooth. So, and for firm. the people that aren't familiar, like a, a roller, is that essentially just like a. Just a big cylinder that you're just exact, rolling over the green? I exactly, mean, is there anything yeah. more to it than that? There's like two cylinders on it, and it's like controlled by the cylinder, and it just. You you roll up and down the green, you know, and you're sitting on it, and you. It's kind of like I was saying before. It's like you're on Star Trek. You're trying to figure out how to freaking use this thing because ah. it's. You go, you're going like sideways on it, and you're trying to go one way and the next way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta get used to it before you get on it. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah, those those two things are most important. Sorry, Mark. What were you saying? <laughs> what would you like Marcus. to say? Don't uh, be shy hey, here. We're all we happy get, family. Hey, for everybody who's listening to this podcast, you, you get you on could, it, you go side to side. I said, that's what she said. Oh, you, you yeah, could, yeah, for yeah. all the people that are listening to this podcast, you could be listening to this at midnight. You this could be listening to this at 7 a.m., getting on, getting ready, going, you know, going to work. Maybe you're at work and you're trying not to do your job and you just want to listen to some golf talk instead. <laughs> right now, as we're recording this podcast, and look at my clock, it's 9, 10 in the evening, which is about two hours past Mark's bedtime. So oh, just yeah. the fact that he's here joining us right now, I'm very True thankful. Story. His, his very mind's appre- in the gutter, trust Very me. appreciative of he's your presence He's thinking about his ultra right lady friends. Mm-hmm. There's, there's plethora of lady friends. Only one at the moment. Only oh, one at the moment. listen to it. Just in case she's listening. One in the moment sure on, his, on his mind. Wait, hold on he, on well, the mind, he's talking about one of the moment. Let's remember here that uh, young Kyle and, and Mr. Mike here uh, are both engaged. Uh, so maybe, you know, if we could just touch on that briefly. About, That's not uh, true. I think one of us is already married. Well, you know, technically. Well, we, we won't go there. But yeah, yeah uh, that's a different that's It might different be me. It might not be. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, with that, you know, we have two engaged guys on this uh, on this particular podcast. One guy who used to be engaged. Uh, yeah, nice. So out of the three, if the two of you are engaged, I guess that means the other one is me. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that's hey, wh- uh, What happened there, Mark? I mean. Interesting combination. You know, we maybe for, we'll save that one for another podcast. <laughs> what, what not to do? Who not yeah. to get involved with? Right. Good uh, idea. I'm sure she's not listening, but no, 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 no. <laughs> definitely well, not. You know, they, yes. again, we already established there's six people that listen to this podcast. I don't <laughs> think she's one of them. Everything's fine. No, no, no. We have Kyle's, Kyle's family. His, you know, mom, dad, sister, aunt, and uncle, Brenda. I'm gonna listen. Cousins, I'm gonna listen wives. now, so you can include me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, you know, Laura. Maybe Laura yeah. might listen. Yeah, you never Laura know. Laura might listen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. She plays guitar. Sure. Learned. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, man, it's, it's just such a pleasure to be out here with you guys. You know, <laughs> you I, mean out here in Salinas, California? It's, it's, it's just, it's I got to learn how to do those accent thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, it is just such a privilege to be out <laughs> Mike, here with you Mike boys. Mike has been to a rodeo. He he came this yeah. last year. Mike was kind enough to lend me his cowboy hat, his belt, and his boots, everything. That's right. So I look like a hell of a cowboy. Did I, did I, uh, you should have seen the girls are just flocking scooter. up. To, did I ever Come tell you what me. happened to me the first time I went to go visit Bree's family? So uh, my, my lady's family is from what, the great state of Wyoming, where they're actu- there's actually right, still cowboy. real cowboys. 
And uh, what's that supposed to mean? Well, because I, I'm about to tell you what that fucking means. <laughs> so I'm up there. I'm talking to, I'm talking to her family, and uh, they asked me if I'd ever been to a rodeo before. And I told him a yeah. rodeo. I told him I was like, yeah, I've been to the California rodeo, and they're <laughs> like, say that again. And I was like, I was like, well, uh, in California at the Salinas rodeo, they call it the Cali- you know California rodeo Salinas. Damn straight. <laughs> a- and uh, they said, do they actually call it a rodeo or, or do they call it a rodeo? I was like, they call it a rodeo. And rodeo, it's California. And dude, I swear, old. Straight face, now? serious as can be, looked at me right in the eye and says, "Are you some kind of fag or something?" <laughs> <laughs> you know that—that's uh, really the, the question for the ultimate test. You know, Mike gets that question every day. You must realize <laughs> you know he gets that question right? every day. You get your clothes tailored and they're a little too tight on you, so you walk into a meeting and they start out, "Hey, you faggot or something." As as I'm <laughs> recording this podcast, I'm starting to learn a lot about myself, and that I haven't really put the pieces together. But you know, my. You know, my soon-to-be wife's family's asking me if I'm queer. You know, the, my first day as a caddy, the guy asked me if I'm tossing salad. Am I like, <laughs> am I secretly just some just fucking butt banger and never knew it? Like everybody else sees it except me. You know, Jeez, I, I hope not. You know, I might hit home now, guys. That, that, I'm out of here. That, <laughs> uh, that porn mustache. You know, I think that that. Uh, yeah, you need to clean that up, dude. I mean, come on. I, 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 oh, I admit it. Clean. When I first yeah. saw you, I was like, "Who the hell have we got here?" A- Admittedly, a picture of his fiance. You know, he he's pretty straight. His his his, uh, his soon-to-be wife is uh, is do very I, hot. Do I have to Facebook stalker or? She doesn't have a Facebook. Oh, that's a no, good idea. She, she's next level hot where it's almost too much to put on Facebook. Oh, for yeah, wow. it really, it's a I challenge. Know. She she was a fee. Well done. She is, no, she is a fee. Now, once you're in a sorority, that's a lifetime commitment. That's true. Oh, so is that what you're in? It's Michael? a sisterhood. Uh, you know, I, I was able to make friends with a few of the girls in, in, uh, in her sorority, but... Um, Could you elaborate on what friends means, Mark? Uh, short-term commitment to being friendly. I like that. So I, l- I like that a lot. Kiss and hug terms, or are we yeah, talking a bit more uh, than that? I don't kiss and tell. You know, no, right. no, no, no. More, more, just you know. Not nice. on I'll, the I'll just use my imagination. How long, about that? Not long, on the air. long walks home, making sure everybody's you know gets home safe. I mean, he's really hey. just a protector, oh, a protector of sorts. Maybe without a shirt or my shoes, because I got locked out of the house. Um, but yeah, you know, it's only three blocks over and ten blocks down to get back to first and first and orange. So, uh, you know, that's uh, sometimes a long walk Good back. times, good times. Shout out to my girl, Kelsey. What a, what a champion she was. <laughs> just just amazing. <laughs> just, just amazing. Oh, you way know, back when. Kelsey, uh, should I ask? No, nah, you're probably you better know, off not right, asking. Right, you know, right, it might, right, yeah, better, yeah. might just be better to not. I mean, this is a decade ago, Mike. Oh, I mean, hey. this is, this, these are things, you know. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, just lovely, beautiful, beautiful. It's, young it's young memory. Lovely young. Nice and thin, top heavy, naturally. Just very cute. I, she did get married here. Uh. I think I believe in the last year or so got Good married. I think she tried. It was about two years ago. She tried to go brunette, and I, it just didn't work. Blobs have all the fun, Mark. You know this. You've been telling me this for years. Yeah, you got to keep in touch with you know some of your college. Some of your college Gee. flames, you got to keep in touch with them, see how they're doing. I mean, what is Facebook for if not for stalking past <laughs> flings? I mean, that, that's the whole reason that thing even exists, isn't right? it? Right. Yeah. True. Good, right. Good point. So you know, you can't, you, you got to keep in touch with them and. Especially when you think back to some of those fond memories. And All those uh, girls, those hearts you broken, Mark. Come on. You know I'm not a heartbreaker. They broke You're mine. You're a heartbreaker. They broke kid. mine. That's your middle name. Uh, so now that we have successfully digressed about five miles off off course here, I'm I'm, I'm going to bring this bitch back and uh, and and have one more question for our lovely you know superintendent. Yeah, don't interrupt. Here. All right, Mark. Um, <laughs> just be quiet <laughs> over there. <laughs> 
So <laughs> when we were out at uh, at Cypress today, you were telling me that your uh, superintendent takes a lot of pride in water conservation. Yes. All right. In, in the Monterey Peninsula, at least especially these last couple of years with the drought going on in California, um, water has been you know hard to come by. It's expensive, and a lot of golf courses are doing their part in trying to conserve water not use as much water as they traditionally do. And you said that the superintendent at Cyprus has really prided himself on trying to be one of those clubs that uses the least amount of water, at least from your standpoint. What other kinds of sustainability activities do you, or at, you know, not even just at Cyprus, but at other courses you've worked at, have you seen superintendents and their maintenance crews implement to try to be more friendly to the environment? O- other than outside of saving water. I mean, new techniques maybe they're doing for maintaining the golf course, different grass types. I don't really know, but I, I was just uh, kind of curious. Very good question. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good question. We, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that guys are uh, trying to be more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is a boring ass question. Yeah, but, I mean, actually, it, it was a good, it was a good question. But after we're talking about Mark's love life and shit, yeah, I know, you sort of blew me for, off topic. For, for that's me, for, a for, fucking snoozer. For, for, for me to just come back and just throw in, you know, you yeah, know environmentally yeah, yeah. sensitive questions at you, I, I do apologize. But environmentally I, I sensitive. Curious. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I am genuinely curious. No, that's a great question. I, no, I do appreciate lefty. it. <laughs> fucking lefty. <laughs> <laughs> no, supers are being a little more environmentally friendly by, uh, yeah, not spraying as many. Uh, toxic chemicals, I suppose you could say. Like there, there's more knowledge now of like what sure. pollutes the water and all that sort of stuff. Like guys didn't know, like like five, ten years ago, you know, that were like killing fish right, and right. doing all this sort of stuff. Is it is it possible runoff. to maintain a golf course without toxic chemicals? Uh, yes, most definitely. But I mean, uh, they help a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. you you could, but I mean. Playability wise, I mean, you might lose. It might be a little rough. Yeah, exactly. Do you think like having a golf course that is like toxin free is something that's where the playability is actually still quite high? Is something that is possible at some point in the next 10, 20 years? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's it's even there now. I mean, but it's just yeah, trying to con- like get it in your like regime you know like in your uh, practices you know right like if you're used to using like these chemicals and all that sort of thing you're going to keep using them you know because you don't know anything different i mm-hmm. mean unless you get that knowledge from somewhere or some other guys are trying that's why it's like it's good that it's like such a tight industry you know because you guys are sharing ideas guys with are one sharing another. ideas you know hey this is working out for us maybe you guys should try it but i mean we s- you still got to trial it before you can totally agree with them you know well one thing i was thought was so interesting is that like non especially during the drought like mm-hmm. non-golfers are so hypercritical of golf courses. Like, I mean, at least up in Sonoma County, where where I live, you know, you have a right. lot of you know wonderful people, but a lot of hippies that are kind of like, you know, like golf courses. They're awful for the environment. They're taking up all of our water. Yeah. They spread chemicals, and and I always think to myself, there's got to be a way, at some point, especially with all of the science breakthroughs that have been happening over the la- you know and science and technology exponentially getting better every single year mm-hmm. like how far away are we from having the resources where maintenance crews of golf courses can take care of the golf course without quote-unquote polluting the environment in any kind mm-hmm. of a way do, do you see that being something that yeah most pe- people are working towards yeah well guys now like well courses now they've been doing it actually for a few years now but they're using like reclaimed water so mm-hmm. they're not actually pumping out of the the water source, like where people drink out of, right. and that sort of thing. So it's all like recycled water, like just yeah, what we great. Use. Yeah, it is great. I mean, because otherwise it just gets blown out to sea. You know, it's it's a good use, and yeah, like toxicity wise, like chemicals and that. Yeah, there's there's 
yeah, there's a fine line there, you know, you like got to keep trying out new products and finding out what works right for you, basically. Sure. Mm, is, is there been any piece of or any uh, like, you know, product that you you've used in the last year or two where you've been like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I never thought this was possible. I know we were talking a little bit about some cool uh, new product yeah. that uh, is killing the that, that's all hush hush stuff. But yeah, that's actually not even on the market. at the moment, Really? So yeah. We've, we've just been recently trialing that, yeah, and it's like, um, I don't know if you want to talk about this. Well, I mean, we don't need to get, I mean, just, just um, very generally, just, you know, I mean, without names or anything, just like, is, is there any kind of products that you, you see coming out, you're like, wow, I'd never thought they would actually would come out with something like this. This like We've been wanting something like this for a while, and it's nice that one of these companies finally made this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's a good point. There's so much, there's always new stuff coming out, and like, there's like, herbicides out there now that can kill certain grasses with like keeping the the grass that you want sort of thing like it can kill like Unbelievable. yeah <laughs> it's fascinating how it all works but yeah it's um yeah there's uh there's a lot of good stuff out there no that's great man i mean uh all right so we're, we're gonna uh, put a wrap on this guy here that, that, that's a tough question i appreciate that. it it, 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 it is tough I'll, I'll tell you what we'll have you as a guest back on the podcast in, in a few months yeah. from now and i'll think and about you can have uh, you, yeah. that way you can have a little bit of time to mull that one over and when you come back we'll yeah. uh we'll have some good stuff for you so um last couple questions i'll I'll, uh, I'll jump in here with uh so we hit the sustainability thing here's more of a personal question for you a lot of people that work in golf if they end up being at the golf course five, six days, even sometimes, even in your case, seven days a week, right? they're not really super excited to go play golf on their day off. They spend every one of their work days at the golf course, and when their day off comes around, the last thing they want to do is go back to the course that they work at every other day of the week to go yeah. play. Now, it may be a little different in your case because you happen to work at one of the most wonderful golf courses in the world. How often do you actually make the time to get out to still go play? Yeah, well, I, I play at least once a week, but I'm not always playing at the course I work at. I sure. mean, it's nice to get out there and play something different and just, it's 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 good to get away from the place, you know, sometimes, and just play with some friends. I mean, I it'd be nice to play there every week with friends, but I can't do that, obviously, because right. it's so exclusive and private. But, um, yeah, I, I try to play still once a week and, yeah, enjoy myself, but I'm... When That's I really can. great, when man. When I can, I can get guests out. That is that is a lot more than most people that I, I mean. I know. Well, I know. Like my boss, he wouldn't play. He wouldn't play maybe three times a, a, a year, maybe. Really? <laughs> yeah. So he's, he doesn't play hardly ever. No kidding. Well, I mean, I, the thing is, I think that's more common than not. I mean, most people, like I said, in, who work in golf, who are at their golf a golf course working five-plus days a week, mm. they're not super excited to go back out and play golf no. on their day off. They, they want to get away and do something different. Exactly, yeah. So, I don't know, to, to talk to somebody that still loves golf, is at the golf course five, six, seven days a week, and still loves to get out and play once a week, that's pretty fucking yeah, cool, man. It's passion, dude. Uh, that's what it's all about, you know. That's, that's why I'm in the industry. I mean, you got you got to love the game to work on the course, you know. Well, it definitely shows, man, because somebody, uh, you know, obviously, you're just talking to you. It's uh, it's pretty evident that you really enjoy what you do. You love the game, and I just don't see how somebody could love a job involving golf without loving the game. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that, I know that, what you're saying. That, that that one seems like it would be pretty uh pretty pretty tough to uh yeah tough see to get like over. well most of the guys saying that like I work with they don't play but 
they don't have like the passion like I do, you know, sure. like they don't have the attention to detail. And so, but like when you go out and play, you you notice those things, you know, like you notice what needs to be worked on or where you could make a difference here or there or you know sort of thing when you're out playing you don't even notice that when you're working so mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good thing to actually play the course and you can see those little things yeah for sure mm. yeah absolutely um just looking through here i i hate to admit this to everybody but I, I had a couple of questions that i wanted to ask you I, I've, I've asked a couple of them so far but we've just had such a god oh, damn wonderful just time far just far away just man. just chit-chatting you know just i haven't really had a need to go i feel to sorry for mark he's not even contributing over mark there. what are your thoughts on pine valley as a future side for the u.s open yeah <laughs> let me just call rick the super if out it, there if it really hasn't says. happened already it should <laughs> that's that 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 is actually a pretty good point so as somebody who's gone and played, you know, some some of the finest courses on the Mont Touré Peninsula. You know, what, what what were your thoughts? Other than, you know, the nice 12-pack out at Cyprus. You know, what, what, what were your initial thoughts? Because here's the thing. Most of the people listening to this podcast are more like you and I. Handicaps anywhere from 8 to, to 25. You know, just average golfers. Did you find Cyprus to and be... And a little red on their neck. Uh, with a little bit of red on the neck. Uh, that's, that's true. Did, did you find it to be very difficult? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I thought it was challenging. I thought the greens were uh, a lot of undulation in the greens. I thought when I was out there today, those greens are tiny. Did yeah. You, the greens you... are, the greens are smaller. Uh, and then I thought lots of, uh, lots of, lots of, uh, undulation in the green mm-hmm. and, um, subtle undulation too. And the caddy at least missed on a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't give me good reads, and uh, but that being said, I'm sure if the reads were right, I still wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have maybe done much better. But, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a uh, great course. You can just feel the history. It's kind of a different feel as you're walking the fairway, and, and unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know that that's very true. I had a uh, great great host uh who brought me out and uh very thankful for that and he definitely knew a lot more about the course than the uh, the caddy that i had i would fucking hope so i, I would hope the guy who's responsible for I'm making saying. that he didn't course didn't need the caddy that, so but he, wanted it, to, he had to carry the beers though so that's but a good for, for anybody that yeah, ever that, is and that lucky right there enough, in itself is worth it for anybody that's ever lucky enough to go out there uh so just like a couple basic you know pieces of information about the club you're not allowed to go out there without a caddy are you we can after you you as an as an yes. employee of the club, but if you're a member or the guest of a member, can you go out without a caddy? Not in the morning, no, but in the late evening you can. Interesting. Okay, mm. so in the late evenings you can get out there without a caddy, but yeah. So like all the, the employees or employee guests, they can go and play and carry their own bag. Okay, gotcha. Mm. But if you're a member or a guest of a member, can, can you carry your own bag? No, no. Interesting. I thought the coolest thing out there was that there's zero yardages yes. anywhere on the golf course. So if you're out there, <laughs> not only is there it's no yardages, wh- what else is not allowed on the golf course? Cell phones. Range finders. Range finders. <laughs> yeah. Cameras. Car girls. Car girls. <laughs> Car girls. That's a big downer right there. <laughs> Beer. I mean, <laughs> Alcohol. It, so, I mean, all, all that being said, if you're going out to play for the first time, you can't really not have a caddy. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to be, you know. Exactly, yeah. Unless you have someone like myself who works there or right. and that knows the yardages. But, 
Yeah, you you do need a caddy if you because I mean there's a couple of blind shots as well. You yeah, know, for sort sure. Of don't even know where you're going. Well, that so. tee shot on uh, on eight. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, I guess you kind of know where to like line up. It's like shoot until you get yeah. out of the fairway, you have no idea exactly. how wide that thing is, where, where you're going, it's which way the hole. Well, the tee on number one, I mean, is a perfect example. Even as you're going on to the course, when I was teeing off on one, I, I mean, not that I could hit it where I want to anyway, but I think you, you know, topped it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think I was. Nah, I, think I, I think I. Uh, I think it was a uh, a power power draw. Yeah, know? perfect it, for it that. Was, uh, no, no. Well, it was over onto the what is that oh, number fourteen? Number fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, it was a over nice by power. The tree, a nice power draw is good. At least you got over the hedge. You know, it was, it was on the, in the fairway, but the wrong fairway. So. Yeah. It so makes for a tough number two. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. You yeah, you sort of need a caddy there as well. No, oh, that's wonderful. A couple of holes. Like My that. so I in in playing. Um, not that we're asking, but I, I feel like I'll uh, chime in a little bit. Please, Marcus, we, uh, we've been waiting for you to contribute I on this really podcast. I really feel like I got the most out of. Is it sixteen or seventeen? The long par three. 16. 16. So sixteen. So sixteen. Uh, my host and I tee off. We both go baby driver. By the way, yeah, well, what, baby driver. Uh, baby driver. That's what baby I'm driver about. is the. Play. I would hit bunt driver. I'm sure Mike over here. He told me that he likes to hit bunt driver. Well, aren't you hitting like eight iron? So I hit baby driver and. What kind of uh, a pussy are you? I thought we, I thought you were the big dog. I, I thought I thought I you'd be hitting like eight iron, seven iron. I was on the fringe. So what's what's the yardage there? Two. 240, 250? Yeah, it's 240. 240. So, so baby driver, uh, hit the hit the green. I'm on the fringe. It's probably into the wind, so playing like 280. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's a little yeah. baby, baby I, driver and, from and our. Maybe I did uh, have a maybe I did have a wedge, uh, but with that, uh, got on there and won, and then nicely, obviously made the most of it and three putted. Um, and I, I might have give given, and I given myself that third putt, but uh, <laughs> with that, uh, just a fantastic hole. It was. It was really amazing to me because I'd heard about the hole actually from from you, Kyle, yeah. um, and uh, I think Mike and, and you talking about it, and just in general from people. Yeah. But a par three going out into the ocean, which you usually have breeze coming in from the ocean, I would think, right? So more, more if, often than not, if it's that yes. long. You're gonna have players, in my opinion, that are naturally that hole. They're gonna be hitting maybe a full driver. And still not getting it there. I think that, that hole can can easily ruin some days. Well, oh, the, the, the coolest part about that is. hole is, I mean, again, this is coming from a guy who's been out there now, but still never technically played it. Right. Um, we'll get there. But th the best part is, and which I think you know was one of the beautiful design elements of that hole, is that yeah, it's a fucking long way from that tee to that green. But holy shit, man, does he give you a bountiful amount of bailout area? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like if if you can't get it there. You got like what a thousand square yards of turf to work with out I the left hand side. Where it's yeah. like okay, I, I can't make it. Like, but you can't. What's you the can't handicap physically on that bring hole? yourself to lay up on a par three? But I if mean, most of the members are eighty years old and they can't hit it, and that's what I said, like fifteen mission. yards yeah. of their driver. And like, their you know? east ninety percent of the members are from the east coast. So you know, if they can't <laughs> let them hang, I understand I, I, why. Did did we say that on the air? That that is a really fascinating statistic about that club. Yes, that ninety percent of the members are east coast residents. East coast residents. Man, that is so. I mean. It, it's pretty interesting when you just consider just the sheer amount of just prominent people, just the people that have walked that golf course. And you think about what they've done. It's like that. There's a lot of really lot of history. interesting history, man, mm -hmm. that's just taken place in terms of just the people that have been out there, which is it, it, it's so fucking cool, man. It is. It's, it's crazy. So, all right. Rapid fire. Last couple of questions. Just hit you there. Bang, 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 bang. All right. All right. Let's go. 
and, and trust me, I'm not trying to bang you. I know this, you know, my homosexuality has been a the theme of this podcast. But you know, again, I'm just a couple quick questions, then we're gonna put this, put a wrap on this thing. Questionable. Questionable. All right. <laughs> when you talk with other golfers and they find out where you work, their initial reaction is seriously. <laughs> 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 Followed by... <laughs> You're an assistant at Cypress Point Club? You can, can you get me on there? Can you get me on? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly... Uh, yeah, that's that, that's about what I would have expected for yeah. this. Okay. Question two. What is the weirdest thing that somebody's done in order to try to win your favor or befriend you in hopes that they would get invited to go out and play? The most extreme weird thing that you've seen somebody do to try to be your friend? Yeah, that's a good question. I... I suppose, yeah, just like randoms off Instagram just just hitting me up, you know? Like complete randoms just saying, I'm coming into Monterey this time, blah, blah, blah. Can you get me on? I, I don't know them from a bar of soap. I mean, I mean that's kind of random. It's a little odd. Yeah, it's like... It's like do you, you shower expect? with soap? <laughs> 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 Full yes. bars of soap, bro. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, next question. Is there anything that your staff does um, that is different from all the other courses that you've worked at is there anything that they do with cypress that is much different than what you've seen anywhere else in terms of how they yeah. take care of the golf course yeah i sort of we just talked about this earlier rotation is obviously a big thing so that's actually not that common then no it's not not at all and that's what i like about cypress because it keeps the guys minds fresh you know and for like sure they're doing different things each month okay so that's that's a big thing about Cypress. How, like. how many different guys are in charge of like raking bunkers? Like at a course like Cypress, which well, is, I mean, there's a lot of bunkers in Cypress, and there's a lot of courses out there now that have you know a hundred plus bunkers. Yeah. On on the golf course, how how many guys does it take to rake all the bunkers in any given day? Well, it, it all the guys, but everybody everybody's raking. Everyone bunkers. contributes, or we have yeah, like it's okay. D- we only rake. Like the bunker, it's it's called full rake. So it's like when we rake all the bunkers like mm-hmm. fully. It's like we only do that twice a week. So Interesting. That's when all the guys would do it. But if it's just a spot rake where we're just like touching up, basically, mm-hmm. is that happens every other day. And okay. That's when there's only five guys do it. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. That's and then and but cool. those five guys will rotate out in the following month. You know. Okay. So yeah. About what, what's the approximate time it takes to rake a bunker properly? Well, uh, one how, bunker, or all the bunkers. One bunker. One one, bu- g- oh. g- give me the answer for both. One bunker and then all of them. Like if, if well, for somebody it depends on the size, but yeah. Well, if it's like a full rake, it could take five minutes, but if for the, all the bunkers, it takes up three hours. About three hours to yeah, rake? for 20 guys to rake all the 100 bunkers, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, off offhand, do you know exactly how many bunkers Cypress has? Yeah, it's 100, 102. 102? Yeah. That's awesome. Very, very cool. It's pretty cool. Awesome. All right, let's, uh, last, last rapid fire question here for you. What is the minimum, and we touched on this earlier, what is the minimum amount of staff members a golf course's maintenance staff can have and still provide players with the exceptional course conditions? So Minimum of staff hours? So No, no, just the minimum amount. So I, I don't know exactly, I, I think I may have asked you earlier, but the amount of full-time staff that your maintenance crew has out there. Right. There's some municipal golf courses that function with one, two, three oh, maintenance. Okay. But if you want to have a golf course with course conditions similar to what you'll find at Cyprus or other top-end golf clubs all over the world. What do you think is the bare minimum amount of full-time staff you need in order to be able to provide that level of playing conditions? Yeah, would it be at least 20, guys? You think that 20 is probably the number that you need? 20 would be the number, yeah. But it, it obviously depends on how many bunkers and how many 
different things you hit the course has like debris you get from the trees like when the wind blows because i mean that's a huge thing like after storms you know like clean sure. up and all that i mean one guy can't do that job yeah you need multiple guys so yeah it all depends yeah like on the, the property but yeah 20 guys is a good number 20 guys is a good number mm. well 20 on that note i i don't even know what the time is right now but this has been wonderful gentlemen do either of you guys have anything to add before we we wrap things up here yeah come on marks you're a bit quiet over there he hasn't been quiet. He, no, he's he, he's been, he's been able to chime in with some really yeah, lovely yeah, yeah. and and great. valuable input here and there. I mean, it's been great. Great Tuesday night. Happy to have these gentlemen in uh, beautiful Salinas, California. That's and, right. Uh, cheers to uh, to everybody here and everybody who's listening. So uh, to, to thanks Kyle's Kyle for coming family, down, family members, Guys, and a few others. I, I, thanks I, for the plenty. Hey, I cannot thank you two enough for coming down, drinking beer with me, and talking golf. This is uh, this is really exceptional. I, I'm. Do you know what? We will do it again. I, I think Trust we will. Me. So we'll, we'll we'll make sure to come down, uh, come back down in a couple months and, and check in again. You know, because and and uh, be able to get out there on uh, CPC, CPC, make oh, it Marty, happen. Money Corral, you and Corral have as you well. Played of Corral course, yet? Corral is oh, low key oh. awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I I have to admit, it, it, it may not be CPC, but Corral. Is a fucking awesome golf course. Hey, I mean, it, seven dollar can Coors Light. That's why you bring your own. <laughs> they they better is? cut that out. Yeah, cut that out. <laughs> this daylight Fuck robbery. It, leave it in. This daylight robbery. Fuck it, leave it in. <laughs> that cock girl. She better freaking get her act together. <laughs> Fuck you. They're doubles. We're out. Yeah, that's right. We're out. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Great time uh, chatting with Mark and Mike. Uh, so big thanks to them for, for coming to give me their time. Uh, wish me back next week. I got a couple more guests online that I think you guys will certainly enjoy. A repeat guest plus a new one. So stay tuned for that. And until then, enjoy, everybody. Happy hitting.